0: It's my—it's that's my fear. Every time I do a presentation, I always show up about thirty minutes early because I never know what the IT situation is going to be. If- Welcome
1: to Beyond Clean with Jim, a podcast that brings to you on your schedule in your environment current and relative conversations on subjects that impact you—the individuals in the cleaning industry who save lives every day. Beyond Clean with Jim is streaming to you through PodBeam from their studios inside Jim Supply in Central Florida. From their six locations, Jim Supply has been improving lives with Clean supplies since 1930. Check out our options today for education, product, and equipment at JimSupply.net. Check out the seven pillars of the Jim difference. At Jim, we are not just another vendor, we are your partner. Now, let's join your host, Dave Thompson, as he talks with yet another influencer in the cleaning industry here on Beyond Clean with Jim. Good morning, everybody. It is March of 2022. I don't know about you. The year is going by very quickly. And as we do every month on this podcast, we have... Sean DeVore, who's now in his third year with us. Sean, uh, are we still connected?
0: Yes, Dave. Good morning. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. Uh, you know, it, you do kind of have to check these things because every once in a while, something doesn't work right.
0: Well, it's my, it's my that's my fear every time I do a presentation. I always show up about 30 minutes early because I never know what the IT situation is gonna be. If I'm gonna plug in a jump drive or if I'm gonna have to use my laptop or if it's not gonna connect, I try to get all that worked out so that I don't have to um, postpone any kind of presentation time or waste the time on my vendor when I'm in there.
1: You know, it's, and, and as you say that, Sean, you know, we're, we're talking here this morning on another, another podcast, um, Three years ago, this was just kind of an idea. We've went through, what, two and a half years of quarantines and in and out of meetings. And we're kind of getting back to -to face-to-face meetings. Um, Do you see the Zoom things going away or has that now become a part of everyday business?
0: We I do have some Zoom meetings, but not as much. It's more with the design side of the business than it is with the end users. I do more face to face with end users. Uh, the the Zoom meetings are with definitely with the design community. The other thing we've been doing there's a company called Video Yard. It's uh, videos that you embed in an email uh, that has becoming more and more popular. I just returned from our national sales meeting in Charleston and several of the salespeople has been doing some uh creative things with embedding videos so for example if you're if i wanted to call on a designer that's maybe working from her home now instead of going to her house i can send her a quick video and do a tutorial of our website of like maybe how to do a room scene how to install show lvt installed into a room and sh- walk her through that entire process using a video, just talking to her from an email. So that's something I thought was very interesting that I'm probably going to try to incorporate in my business. People that I don't touch right now, personally, it might be just a new way to get out to those people. So folks, if you're new
1: to our podcast, this is Beyond Clean with Ace. We also broadcast this on some of our other podcast channels. Um, Sean, for those that uh, have not heard you before, can you uh, tell everybody why we're talking about tutorials and podcasts and LV and floors? What, what, What do you do?
0: My name is Sean DeVore, and I am a district manager for Mannington Commercial. We're a manufacturer of commercial flooring. I've been a commercial sales rep for Over 30 years now working in the Chicago market, South Florida market, as well as North Florida and South Georgia now. And we manufacture soft goods in commercial flooring, which is anything that is installed on a commercial floor in a hospital or education or corporate environment that does not include ceramic tile uh, or porcelain tile and those kinds of things. It's all LVT, rubber, stair treads. Carpet tile, for for example, and sheet vinyl. So
1: interesting that we're starting the morning talking about you know uh, technology. Uh, Sean is going to be one of our speakers at our uh, virtual conference that we're holding on April the twelfth. We'll tell more about that later. Um, technology is a challenge that for some of us makes us change what we're doing. And as I was talking with somebody else before we got here on the podcast today, it's a standard way of life now to some. Some are still fighting it, but it sounds like they're at Mannington and maybe some of your customers shop. It's not such a challenge anymore.
0: Yeah, I don't think so. I think we've just had to adapt. One of the things that they... We had a guest speaker at the sales meeting and, and one of his presentation or his presentation was all about adapting, mm-hmm. changing uh, to an ever-changing environment. How do you're going to reach customers who are not in the office? How are you going to reach customers who are working you know, from their home that you don't want to invade their private space? How are we doing that and how to respond to those things and how are they seeing us? And, and the other presentation was on senior living, how we approach those clients and and how those people are being affected by the things that are changing in the market. So there's there's a ton of different opportunities. You just have to be willing to, to change and move.
1: Kind of sounds like we're going to talk about salespeople today. So I'm going to follow your lead there a little bit. Is cold calling for the salesperson changed and dead or what are we doing now?
0: Well, You know, cold calling is, I guess there's different ways of looking at cold calling. There's the traditional cold call where you actually pick up the phone and just call somebody's office and leave a message or send an email. (laughs) I I
1: guess that would be traditional cold calling. I think I left
0: that alone a while back. Yeah, that's the coldest of the cold call. (laughs) Uh, Then there's the, you know, stop by. I think the one that has definitely gone away is the stop by and drop a business card. I when I first started okay. my career and didn't know anyone in the business, I had a you know I had a thousand business cards and I all I did for the first six months of working in that territory in Chicago and even when I moved to South Florida, I I just went through the account list and I stopped by everybody's office and dropped off a business card and got a business card and then I followed up with a warm call. Those days are gone. You cannot go into somebody's office anymore and just drop off a business card or just drop in you can't do that anymore everything is by appointment only uh people are actually offended by that um nowadays so you have to you have to warm the call up with an email or with a fedex package or with a um a phone call in order to get to the next level
1: so you're talking the cold calls dead the worm call took its place correct Okay, so explain what, what does a warm call today look like for you then?
0: So a warm call to me is either I have a subcontractor installation house that's set me up for an appointment that they want to specify material for the, the end user. So they've told the end user, hey, here's Sean from Mannington. I'll come over and he'll come over and meet with you and show you product. That's a warm call. I don't know the I don't know the end user, but the uh, one of my clients has actually set the call up for me. Another type of warm call is where I have pleasantly and persistently called a client until they respond, and to my message, or they answer the phone, or I've sent an email, and they've responded, and then I set up a, a point of a time of contact and a call. That's also a warm call.
1: Do you find that, uh, and, and you know, I'm I'm just going off of what a lot of people say. A business isn't a business unless they've got a website.
0: Exactly. So that was one of the things that the gentleman covered in our in our at our sales meeting in his presentation was, if you're looking to find to make a warm call with someone, look at their social media. Uh, it seems a it you know. Five years ago, maybe as early as five years ago, that would have seemed completely creepy to do that. <laughs> it still but does that, for some. It does. And, it, and it, to me, it is a little bit weird. I will not, I'm not on Facebook, so I would not check out someone's personal page. I would never do that, but some people do. And I guess the assumption is if you put it out there in the world for the world to look at, it's like turning on the TV. There it is. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't use personal things, but. If you have a LinkedIn page or an Instagram account listed on your website, I'm going to go there and I'm going to look at it. I'm going to look at your LinkedIn page. I'm going to see who your friends are. See if there's any contacts that, that I, that you have that I know. Uh, we did an example uh, a dry run there. They gave us some names up there on the board of some major end users that we needed to do some research on. They gave us two minutes to do a little research. So in two minutes, I found out that the guy that they had listed up there out of one of his 500 contacts, I had a mutual contact with him. Mm -hmm. So my, my contact, my deliberate attempt to reach him would be to go directly to the person that I know personally that's in contact with him Mm -hmm. and find out, Hey, do you know this guy or are you just following him? What do you know about him? I need, I'd like to talk to him about what I sell. Would you be willing to introduce me if you know him or what do you know?
1: So rather than driving up and down the street, finding out if a building has been built and trying to find out who the contractor is, this is now your form of research.
0: Definitely. I mean, they, that you put it out there publicly. I mean, on my LinkedIn page, it shows, it talks about the podcast that you and I do together. It talks about things, you know, presentations I've done or pictures of installations. I mean, and list the people that I deal with, I mean, that's, People look at my page all the time. So, yeah, that's definitely what I do. I go to their website. I find out where their home office is or main location, look at the officers of the company, find out who they do business with. Anything I can find out on the website, I do all that research before I ever even send an email.
1: You know, what's interesting, and I'm going to tell you folks that, you know, I got uh, uh, the. You know, every once in a while doesn't matter who we are we have to be kind of slapped around and reminded of these things and on linkedin i put out something about wanting to talk with facility managers i got an email you know with a uh, from a guy that said hey i'd like to talk to you about this and everything and there was a website on there i looked at it and i go well that doesn't have anything to do with facility management well what i didn't do sean is i didn't do enough research Mm-hmm. And I made a snap judgment based on the website that was there and come to find out that was kind of like a side job and he had forgotten that it was there. And it kind of insulted him that I didn't check his LinkedIn page to find out all of the facility management because that's where I posted it. Right. And so when I checked out his, his LinkedIn page, I'm like, oh gosh, this guy runs a service and has been for eight, nine years. I want to talk to him. But I kind of insulted him because I didn't check out well enough. And and this is what you're talking about today is don't just skim through that because there's a lot of information out there.
0: Yeah, and the other thing that you touched on is um, offending people. So it's a lot easier also in these situation in this situation we're in to offend people because there's no personal connection there's no eye contact there's no expressions there's nothing to go along with the words that you send in that email so that's you have to be very careful about where you how you express where you got the information Uh, so if you do find one of those people that finds it creepy that you don't creep them out
1: well, and that's mm-hmm. what I had to do is I had to then send another email saying I apologize and explain where I found the information and that, yes, I do really want to talk with him and I'm yet to hear back from him now. And, and you know, hopefully if you're listening, sir, I really do want to talk with you. <laughs> but I, I think this is the, the thing is, is we're all learning how to blend especially us that have been in it for some time and we know the old ways we've got to change to the new to somebody that's new just coming into sales this is just standard procedures so
0: well we have a a young salesperson that i respect a lot his name is rob grom that works in another part of the country and rob is the one that they they showed with the video um instructing how to to follow our website and he had sent it to a designer. You know, Rob's young and he's very uh, aggressive. He's wanting to provide for his family and sales and he wa- he's using all the tools that he's grown up with. Uh-huh. Um, my tools were playing team sports and learning how to communicate with other people and uh, learning how to get ahead uh, personally. And these guys are now all tech savvy to where they do a bunch of research that we've been talking about in order to get ahead without the personal thing. So some are better at the personal or better at both things, I would say, that can do the research and be personal. Those are the successful young salespeople. Some, I think, will never be successful because they don't know how to be personal. Uh, And and
1: therein lies the whole challenge for both sides of this coin, Sean, as we talked this morning, is it doesn't matter whether you're the old dog or you're the new young gun. There is a blend that both parties can help each other.
0: Yeah, I learned from him consistently, and he was very polite to come sit down by me at the sales meeting and ask me some questions about some things that was going on in his territory that involved you know, it was gonna have to be a personal, you know, phone call or a person to person meeting in order to solve this uh, issue that he was dealing with. So, you know- It's the willingness to learn from each other then. Yeah, him and I are wanting to learn from each other. So I think it's a very positive thing. You don't, there's so many people that come ahead of you in every walk of life that we we experience, everything in the walk of life. So Mm -hmm. whether it be in personal or, or professional and you have to listen to those elders and learn from them and the younger i mean it's it's both
1: well and 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 thus is you know the virtual conference that we're going to have it is a challenge for almost everybody so far from the speakers from the organizers from the marketing group to the attendees how do i get in what do i want how do i uh, it it's always a learning experience. It's not the same old thing of walking into a conference hall. But you know, when I really think about this, you know, walking, going to a, a facility in a town you've never been in starts way before that, that conference ever happens because you got to set up your hotel, you got to set up the travel, you got to set up when you're going. There's a lot to it no matter which
0: yeah no matter what and the positive thing about this is you know often if you've watched over the years you've watched a recording of someone up on stage <laughs> it's not done professionally it can ruin the whole presentation so now this is going to be professionally done and professionally recorded because it's all digital and i think that's kind of neat that it'll it so you'll have a long standing representation of what you did on that day and it'll be done professionally it won't be you know just someone recording from the side because we wanted to record it
1: have you ever been to a conference where i wish i could have remembered what that guy said
0: yes yes
1: (laughs) especially when you finally find that one that really hits that button for you sean and you go man he really spoke to my heart on
0: that what was it again what was it again yeah (laughs)
1: <laughs> and so you're right you know and and that is different than a webinar that unfortunately for most of us like we say um we catch it on a recording or we're all doing something else and not paying attention uh you had a sales presentation uh what what else uh, did you cover
0: at at the so what we had this was mannington commercials uh national sales meeting and we held it, it was held in Charleston, South Carolina, and it was from Sunday through Wednesday of last week. And we had every salesperson from all over the world, from Canada, um, England, all parts of the of the world that came to, and all over the United States, came to Charleston, South Carolina, and we all get together. And they show us new product. They go over... Uh, things that are changing in the market, like I'd mentioned, the social media, how to, how to market yourself on social media, a different, uh, how to react to different markets like uh, senior living and education, primary education. They had two large presentations on that from our directors from those departments. And we, it was just a, a good event overall. That's we, it was good to get everybody together. We hadn't been together as a company for two, over two years. We had, it was last done in Denver, Colorado in February, two years ago.
1: Well, that's what I was thinking as you were talking there, Sean, had to be interesting to not only see everybody, but from all over the world, that has to be a learning experience in itself.
0: Yeah, it's good to, one of the things we always, that's the big dynamic that's, that's the problem at a sales meeting is you, you come there and you get to meet your friends that you don't get to see because we all work by ourselves. And those people that you have a you have a, a cognitive connection with them because they do the same thing you do, and you know immediately that they understand what you do uh, every day and the pains you you uh, go through to get your job done and, and make an income to support your family. They know all that, so it's a pleasure to talk to those friends from you know my my buddies from. Tennessee or my buddy from, I got a real good friend. She's from California. Um, and you know, it's just good to see them and actually talk to them and get together and, and meet now that the quandre is the company loves to have us do that too, because we get to share, things that make us successful. We get to share in our awards. We have an awards banquet. You get recognized for your accomplishments, the things that you do uh, when you're out there by yourself, you get acknowledged and we have a great formal dinner, uh, you know, during the middle of the sales week where you can commensurate with your friends. But they have to, the company has to give us information like new products coming out, things that are changing in the market, um, and they have to cover all the products that we have. Plus, they will need to give us some spare time to kind of commensurate with our friends. So it's kind of a, that's a hard thing for them to do. Mannington did a really good job with it this time. It was a very successful meeting. We had a day, we had some free time, about four hours to go hang out with our friends. Um, and then and as well as learn about new product while we're in meetings all day. So it, it's tiring. It's from 7 a.m. to about 9 or 10 o'clock at night every day the whole time we're there.
1: You know, you, as you're mentioning that, this is somewhat like what the conference uh, coming up in April is going to be without the um, the dinner.
0: Right.
1: I hadn't figured out a way to give a virtual dinner. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: I'm not sure it would be too nourishing.
0: <laughs> no, I don't think so either. Yeah, uh, but, that but, you know, Star Trek.
1: but we are going to be doing things folks like uh talk about the rockstar custodian award for this year uh we're going to be talking about what's going to happen for next year for uh the conference uh we have speakers that are going to come up and give inspirational pep talks all day long um and and sean you're going to be uh, part of that program uh do you uh here to share a little bit of insight maybe a, a teaser or two
0: yeah I can do that I've um, I've got my rough draft done of what I'm going to be <laughs> talking about and uh I'll tell a funny little story it's kind of about drips in a bucket and uh one of the things that my my dad always had in the yard was a five gallon bucket that he had uh buried about three quarters deep and into the ground and he always had a spigot dripping over it. And I, I, I remember asking him one time, you know, Hey dad, why do you have that bucket there? He's like, well, you know, we all need fresh water to live on to, to survive. And the squirrels in the yard and the the birds and, you know, our dogs that we have in the yard and occasional possum that comes through the yard, anything that comes through can get a drink of water. The deer, you know, if they want to, that water is always there for them. And, uh, I, I kind of took that to, to, to mean that, you know, if I leave overnight, that, that, that bucket, that spigot's dripping in that bucket. So what that represents is one of my customers. Cause I often have customers that uh, tell me that, hey, you know, Sean, I'm just not gonna be able to give you the business that I think that you deserve from me because I'm not a big dealer. And I always tell them that you're like, you know, that bucket, you're like drips in a bucket if i if i go and call in another different part of my territory you're selling those small orders and at the end of the month that helps fill my bucket up so i appreciate your business every bit of it and that's some of the things that i'll be talking about how important customers are what some of the things i went through in life that that got me to the place where i'm at and um, got me to reach a goal by a certain time in my life and uh, how important my clients are to me so that's a little bit about what i'm going to talk about
1: Well, folks, uh, here on this podcast, live this morning, you're the first ones to hear about this conference that is going to be called Rockstars of Cleaning. The website and the marketing program will be launched this week, so uh, I'm just going to tell you, if you're listening here live, you're going to uh, find out about it first. If you're listening to the recording this week website may not be quite ready for you, but pay pay attention. Rockstars of Cleaning. Um, you know, we run the Academy of Cleaning, and so our Rockstars of Cleaning is going to be the motivational uh, wing of what we do. The Rockstar program has been going on for three years. We've given those awards out three years now. We're going to be talking about that. We've got speakers lined up throughout the day to give their pep talk on well, what inspires and motivates them? And you just heard Sean talk a little bit about something that inspires and motivates him. So uh, plan to join us April the 12th. We'll start at 9 a.m. in the morning and run until everybody's tired talking, I suppose, Sean.
0: Yeah, I look forward to it. It should be fun. It's been, it's been an experience. I went and sat down Sunday morning real early and uh, in my office and started putting the finishing touches on what I was working on and my, my talk. And uh, it's really forced me to sit down and because there's a date coming. It won't go away. <laughs> and I've, I've signed up, so I have to get it done and I have to be prepared. And I think fear has got me to the point where I will be uh, as prepared as I can be uh, for that day when it gets here.
1: And, and, folks, you know, this is a lot. There's a lot that goes into it from the speaker's viewpoint, uh, preparing, making sure that they give the best uh, talk that they can. Uh, You'll be able to communicate with them throughout the day in their booth, uh, their vendor's booth, uh, where they'll have stuff. Uh, You'll be able to even get uh, recordings and a swag bag of items. You'll have to go to the website and learn all about that, rockstarsofcleaning.com. Like I said, it'll be ready here this week. You'll see all the new marketing coming out for it. Um, But, you know, I think the theme of today's show, rather than me talking about floors, is... You know, sales have changed and marketing uh, has changed and social media, you know, and unfortunately, folks, we're right at a time where uh, the nation, the world is watching the war that is uh, on the doorstep. I won't go into how critical that this may or may not be, but uh, I thought was interesting that uh, people are. Signing up for Airbnbs, not intending to go to them in the Ukraine, but that's a way to send money. My, how things have changed in our world.
0: I had not heard that. That's very interesting.
1: Well, but this goes to what you're talking about, though, Sean, is using social media in ways that we never had ever thought possible. So in order to funnel money to people in the recur- Ukraine, uh people are actually um you know renting or 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 booking these places to go there. never going to go but that's the way to to send money um there's some more unique ways to do things every day that and, and this is what you're saying right here this is why we have to listen pay attention and be willing to change
0: Yeah, it just shows the uh, willingness of the human spirit to help others. You know, makes I I just it's so hard to believe that there's people that still want to go to war with the intelligence that we have. It's just there's so many, there's so few people running so many.
1: But there's always a positive side to everything. And and, uh, it's hard to look for that. But here's the positive side. Be creative, folks. Uh, be inspired, be motivated, whatever it is that you're doing. I mean, you know, Sean, you and I talk about, you know, floors all the time and you think, how well people just walk on it, but it's such a huge part of our lives.
0: It's everything to me. That's (laughs) that's my, that's how I, that's how I create, you know, things to, to, for my hobbies and for to furnish my family with food and, um, all those things that I like to do—I mean, that's that's what floor is, what it's all about. And so, there's still people that I meet, though, throughout my career, or not even through my career, but in personal life, and I'll I'll tell them what I do, and they're like, "What?" And, and and they they never think about the floor, no. And that's all I think about. But that's they never think about that because it's not like a, you know even in the automobile industry if you say hey i'm a car salesman oh well i understand how that works i've been there i bought a car but when it comes to flooring they just don't it's just a completely sometimes considered a dark market
1: well you know and and my my life has been around dirt in the cleaning industry and i said dirt is my life without dirt what would i do right you know, I, I've got to have dirt. And and for me, and going to, to you, Sean, uh, kind of a reason you and I got together some years ago uh, at a conference, by the way, um, right. is because of dirt on floors. And my whole life, I've been looking down at floors.
0: Yeah, you're where I learned about a cylindrical bush.
1: and and the thing is is here we are these years later you're doing these things and and working with us and it all started over you having an open mind about how to clean a flooring and my experience in dealing with the material that you put out and we got together talked about well is there a different way to clean these floors and here we are uh speaking of such Uh, Talk to us about uh, somebody that you're now going to bring to the show, I hear.
0: Yeah, when I was at the National Sales Meeting, I have a great relationship with our Vice President of Commercial LVT and Sheet. Her name is Whitney Legate, and um, I've watched Whitney grow in our company uh, from the design side all the way through manufacturing of uh, LVT, and now she's the VP of of commercial LVT and Sheet. She's a remarkable person, uh, learned a lot from her and uh, she's always willing to help. And she knows a tremendous amount about what's going on in the LVT and uh, resilient part of the business, the hard surface part of the business as far as it as it results to LVP, LVT, as well as Sheet Goods. And um, yeah, I, I'm excited she wants to come on in June so I think um, that podcast in June is going to be when we're going to host her to have her come on, and she'll be willing to answer any questions as it results to the uh, market on LVT and Resilient.
1: Now, did you ever think when we started doing the show with you that you would have somebody from corporate be on a podcast with you?
0: No, uh, we were at we did uh, regional meeting breakouts, so our each each part of the country's broke up into regions. I think we have twelve regions. So we went to dinner with our our respective regions uh, one night, and Whitney uh, was a part of it, as well as another young lady by the name of Samantha Fletcher. And they they both work in that hard surface resilient part of the company. And Whitney looked over at me. She goes, "Are you still doing your podcast?" And I'm like, "Yeah." She goes, "You know, I'd love to be on that." And I said, "Really?" <laughs> and uh, I said. I would love for you to be on it too. I never thought you would have interest. She goes, I didn't think you would. So I thought I would ask. So I was
1: like, <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool, man. I, yeah, very, I, I, yeah. I, I, I'm enjoying this.
0: Yeah, it was really cool. She's uh, she's very supportive of us out in the field. Um, she, always, she has a thing they call VOC, which is voice of customer. So she always calls and asks when they're going to come out with a product. Um, In different markets all over the country, she'll call and talk to the salespeople or maybe even send one of the designers out to the community with some samples that are of products they're thinking about coming out with to get some voice of customer to see, you know, hey, is that that product going to be a problem to install? Or is those color palettes that they're thinking about going to work in this market? Um, So she's always very open about those kinds of things. and. She's always got a smile on her face, and she's a pleasure to work with. So I look forward to having her come on. I think it'll be a lot of fun.
1: Well, I might just get to sit back and let you host the show then.
0: I don't know about that. I'll still need to be kind of led along, I think.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you mean, Sean, come on. After all this time, you're not ready to host the show?
0: No, not yet. I don't think so.
1: Okay, so (laughs) I got to tell you, we do this podcast with Sean the first Monday of every month, so... Sean, as I look at the calendar, that's going to be June the 6th.
0: Yeah, that'll be June the 6th. Um, I've talked to Whitney, so we'll be getting some information from her, a, a bio, bio that you can publish ahead of time, and maybe we'll talk about it next month to uh, to bring it up again. Maybe we'll have her bio and everything by then. And uh, just uh, I'll talk to her and see if there's anything she wants to cover in particular, and then we'll just kind of let it flow and see what happens wonderful wonderful
1: well folks i gotta tell you um we we now have uh, more than one sponsor on our show so uh please look at the show notes whenever you're uh listening to our show here uh see who the sponsor of this particular uh podcast is sean um you know there's a number of different things that we talk about let's let's get down to What's some of the things that are happening in the field locally for you? Uh, I know that, uh, you know, this is March, you know, schools are going to be talking about letting out here in another, what, 60 days for the summer. Any big projects that's going to happen because they're going to have time to install?
0: Several school districts that I work with, we've already placed, because of the long production times on the LVT right now, as well as carpet, uh, we've got some extended lead times. We're looking at some 10 to 12 weeks on carpet um, and six to eight weeks on LVT, which we used to be, Mannington was known for shipping any amount of LVT, any square footage in 21 days. Wow! And not anymore, have, huh? No, not anymore. We're six to eight weeks on uh, our products now. We're we're getting better. We've we've come back up. We're going to have our express and quick ship stuffs going to be uh, more in the three week uh, neighborhood, and we're going to be getting that back down to where we need to be. Uh, the carpet still thing is going to be is still an issue with the car, uh, yarn conversion that we're going through, um, but. Most of my schools that I deal with have already ordered material for the summer. Um, and we, we've been shipping material. Um, so it's the dealers are holding on to it. I uh, just had a school district over in middle of Florida that just ordered a, a whole middle school. And they're going to be sitting on it until summertime gets here. Um, so I think that setting that level of expectation for the client is really important right now. Uh, It's it's frustrating in, in a lot of different in every aspect of life that we deal with. My wife and I are shopping for a dishwasher. We went to a store last night, and the one that they had out there in the front that was the most popular one. I went back and told him that that's the one we wanted to order, and he's like, "Well, I really don't want to order that one for you because we're 47 in the hole on it right now. There's 47 people already ordered it, and we don't know when they're going to come in." Uh, so my my thing to him was, why don't you just take it off the floor right now? And, and because we had spent 20 minutes looking at dishwashers and my, and Vicki had zeroed in on that one. And <laughs> that's the one that everybody else wanted. But I, I think setting that expectation for the client is what's most important that, that I'm going through right now. So, yeah, the schools are, I've tried to get the people that I'm working with to go ahead and order material so that we're not, uh, causing a problem because there are labor issues too. We don't have enough labor uh, to install floors. And it's just, I don't know where those workers are, but it's. it's
1: you know, just, it, you know, as we've kind of started a deal for this year, folks, we're talking with facility managers uh, and, you know, talk on facility maintenance issues. I think you're kind of seeing a different um set of circumstances that facility managers are now going to have to deal with this year and maybe even into next year
0: definitely we our carpet situation that we're dealing with with our yarn conversion is going to be all the way into next year i mean it, we're expecting another nine months before we get completely out of the situation we're in
1: so so are most of these jobs new sean or are they uh remodels or or kind of let's give the listeners a little bit of an idea of what uh, you know, if they're in facility management, uh, what's, the, what's the challenge here on both sides?
0: So everything that I'm doing right now is um, re- is remodel, remodeling of existing space. So er- that's pretty much everything I'm doing. I do have one school district has got a big school coming out for bid in the next week or so, uh, but that school won't start construction. They're just bidding through the GCs right now. It won't start till next year probably um but the mo- most everything i'm doing right now is remodel there's some money floating around there's some covid money from the government floating around there's been some grants in healthcare um we got one hospital district they got a very large grant that's going to be doing a lot of remodeling uh, of patient rooms so there's there's a lot and with the uh, the new concern with that appeared from covid keeping things sanitary and clean um, ACA has gotten, which is the health, is a healthcare inspection agency, forgive me for not knowing what it stands for at the moment, but they've penalized several hospitals for not having floors that met the sanitary needs of the patient. So these hospitals are having to uh, fix things that they would probably would have normally uh, in a normal time would have let go or let slide like broken cove Uh, For integrated base where you have a sheet vinyl that goes up the wall six inches, you know, over the years, the chairs or the machines cleaning the floor, break the cove. And then you have a open space that goes through the the, the corner. So those are those are things that are not passing right now. And those hospitals are either having to put a new integrated base on the wall and leave the horizontal floor or they're replacing the entire rooms. So a lot of that kind of thing is going on right now, too.
1: I know that in uh, some of our past uh, podcasts, we've talked, Sean, about the liquid linoleum. Uh, is, is that gaining or is it just there?
0: There's a lot of interest around that product, um, especially in healthcare. Uh, we had a good presentation on it while we were at the sales meeting. We've had some nice projects around the country. The biggest negative about the project you know, as it relates to health care is that it takes so long for it to cure. Uh, that you know, f- taking a complete seven days to cure is is hard for healthcare, unless it's new construction, and even right. even then, it's difficult.
1: Well, but you're you're talking the long term advantages outweigh the short term uh, challenges.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you look at it, if you're going to do a, a floor installation, you know, we look at seventy two hours to allow adhesive to cure so to add 3 or 4 more days to that for a floor that you don't have to do anything to for 20 years and it can be repaired with a seamless repair what are you really giving up you know
1: this is exactly the thing and i think this is where as we will talk with uh, uh, your your people uh, in june you know this is where the lv market is that that product in between that people just don't understand. You've got to give up one thing, but you have to increase on another. It's all flooring. It's all dirt. It's It has to be done and it doesn't change just because you change the floor type. Soil is soil and it has to be done on a regular basis.
0: No, and that's, that's why I have the push with the end user. That's why I always enjoy that sales call with the end users because they understand what they're going to get out of it—the ultimate goal—whereas the general contractor is in it to build the building and get out of it. He doesn't want any unnecessary delays or anything that's going to impede his progress to, to finish the building. Um, he has everybody has their own interest, you know—the design firm, the the general contractor, the subcontractor, as well as the end user. Well,
1: Sean, it's uh, been an interesting conversation this morning. I didn't know we were going to talk about sales, but hey, uh, folks, it's a live on the air program. You never know what we're going to talk about from one month to the next. But we do know April the twelfth, twenty twenty two, Rock Stars of Cleaning, a conference virtual streamed right to you wherever you're at. Uh, Sean's going to be one of the speakers, along with uh, half a, a dozen or so other people. Sean, any parting words before we uh, let you go for another month?
0: I just want to say how much I appreciate being on this and, and getting to talk a little bit about what I do. It's it's fun. I enjoy it. Hopefully I can impart some knowledge onto someone, whether it be in sales or about flooring maintenance. And uh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. how they
1: get hold of you, Sean?
0: You can reach me at 352 630 9884 or on email at Sean, S E A N dot DeVore, D E V as in Victor O R E, at Mannington dot com. Or, excuse me, at Mannington dot com. That's our website, is Mannington dot com. So, <laughs> appreciate, appreciate your time today, Dave.
1: Well, folks, you know, the thing is, is here on our podcast, no matter what um, avenue you're listening to us, Uh, We do do this live every month with Sean. We have the recording, which is probably where most of you are listening to this. You know, we all start our journey somewhere in life, wherever we're born. If you're listening to this, your journey hasn't ended, so we don't know where that's going to be. What we do know is that the journey in between, we encourage you to make sure that it's healthy, positive, and proactive. That's our message here on this podcast and everything we do at the Academy of Cleaning Excellence. Please like and share all of the different links in the social media as we talked about today. It's what makes the world go round and uh, it's all about sharing our story. Thank you, Sean, for being on. Until next time, folks, we'll talk with you on the air.
0: See you.